my cue. Welcome back to another episode. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for CHA's Truth Seeker Podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Listen Notes, and more. We are going to dive into that spiritual awakening. Oh, there's so many avenues that, oh my gosh, yes. And so this episode, we are forfeiting the short ad that you would normally hear in the middle because we want to give our guest, Chris Miller, fellow warrior for Christ. Yes, spiritual warrior for Christ. And one of our fellow chosen ones is joining us as a guest today to share his personal experience with the spiritual awakening. And I know many of us chosen ones are going to be able to relate to a lot of what is going to be shared in this jam pat episode about the spiritual awakening welcome chris miller how are you I'm good thanks michelle thanks for having me it's good to be here uh, thank you for thank you for joining and requesting to to come on here and share these inspirational and i know some horrific moments but uh it's it, what it is and only the spiritual can understand chosen yeah. So let's dive right into it, and uh, right. I'll let you take the floor. Uh, like I said, we'll let the Holy Spirit lead. Holy <laughs> so my, my story begins at 13 years old, uh, when the spiritual awakening really started for me. So I started to de- develop an interest in health, um, in health and spiritual well-being, but on the eastern side, eastern spiritual side of things. Um, so I started to get an interest in things like reflexology, um, Shaolin martial arts, Qigong, Buddhism, and Taoism, things like that. I know it's, it is quite a long time ago. It is. It does sound very early to get into those types of things, but that's what happened. It was just like a light switching on. And the difference between the difference in me uh, between 12 years old and 13 years old, it was just very different and very. I just had an interest. And it's almost from that point onwards. Okay. So I started to get into Buddhism as well. And Buddhism really became my main philosophy for many years. Um, it's not really religion because they, they don't believe in God. Um, I started to go through a lot of the stages in Buddhism and Zen Buddhism, but Zen Buddhism as well, and, and achieve a lot of the progressions through that practice, such as meditation, enlightenment, understanding how the mind works and how the mind affects the body and how we, we grasp onto thoughts and obsessions and how to let go of those. So Buddhism does teach a lot of that side of things, but it's very pagan as well, obviously, because they, they, they declare out loud that you don't believe in God, which is a sin, really. So that is uh, where I went wrong. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I wanted to jump in here real quick because there's a lot of uh, who go through things like that as well. So you're not alone. Uh, I even yeah. Many of us uh, because the topic was intriguing. We didn't know right. We didn't know anything else yet, and so it was very intriguing. Uh, I even had a couple of books about witchcraft. So you yeah. are not alone. Uh, yes. Oh, they have been ditched <laughs> obviously but i dabbled in that it was 
it was fascinating, right? We didn't know. And, and the world tried to teach us that there was such thing as good witchcraft. Mm-mm, now we know better, right? <laughs> yeah. There is something compelling about the, the sort of um, the earthiness of witchcraft. I think that attracts people initially, but it's only when they realize that they're being duped because you can't control the demonic forces, they control you. So if you're getting in, into anything like witchcraft, you, you, you become a slave to it and you lose control. Yep. And that, that's really the, the trick of the devil because it seems so benign. And it gives you the illusion of control, but it, you don't have any, ultimately, and you, you, you start to lose your place in life and lose your soul, ultimately, or, or you can do. So that's the dangers of it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and we do learn that part of that witchcraft is the narcissistic abuse that gets dished out daily. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because that's what keeps people trauma bonded. Their trauma bond is done through using that witchcraft of the love bomb and devalue of yeah. and down. Exactly so, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the push pull effect that, that that gets a hold of people and the struggles break free from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we start to realize that that's what's going on. And that's why we send in the spiritual. Yeah. And even that, like nowadays, uh, we can sense that strong pull, you know, going one way, trying to get us to go back, trying to get us to go back to the old version. Yeah. We eventually break. side of things. Yeah. The, the reason why I think that happens is because the, the, the demonic side of things is, is earthbound. So they have a strong connection to the earth. And you do find that um, witchcraft practice and things like, there is a strong connection to earth earth things. And they're, they're earthbound. And they, 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 they go, you know, things like um, practices around trees uh, and that type of thing and rocks, which is very earthy. So that's that, that's my, yeah, that's my understanding of the, the demonic and how that works. That they're earthbound spirits, so if they don't have a place. That they've lost their place in the spiritual, unlike the angels with God that have that that kept their place, but the demonic don't have a place. So they're earthbound and earth trapped on the earth. That is so true. That is so true. That's the thing we start to learn. You know, as as being chosen children of God, we do start to see that that they have a major disconnect with the uh the spiritual realm as yep. they're prepped and unaware as god tells us about right so that gets in a little quicker as we go forward in the spiritual awakening uh and so we also find ourselves if when we do that right we dabble in this and we dabble in that because well again we don't know anything yet <laughs> we still don't know everything we're not going to but the thing is we don't know we, we know of God, right? And so we kind of lose our way a little when we enter the perception management reality. And that is why we're easily influenced by all of these other things, the, uh, the religion, uh, you know, that what you were talking about, Buddhism and witchcraft and all of these things that we didn't realize, like you said, 
we didn't realize the demonic nature of all of that because we didn't know that that fallen Babylonian world is the demonic realm. Yep. And once we learn that, it does take a while to unpack all that goes with it. Yep. So when about was it when you came back around, like re-entering the spiritual awakening in a sense? So we, we moved, so the family and I, so we moved into uh, my aunt's, my auntie Joyce moved to Tunisia and she had a big detached house, uh, sort of a big art deco property that we took over. So my mum, my uh, her third husband and my younger sister and our dog, so we had a dog, uh, Shep, moved into that house in 1988 and took over the property. We were there for about two years. So I don't know if this was a, was the trigger, but we had a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses in the area. And we got into, I got into a conversation with them on the doorstep um, about the spiritual side of things, um, which went, went on for about half an hour, which, um, and then, so I, I invited them in, into the house to, to carry on the discussion. And then we started talking about spiritual side of things uh, and they were dismissive. This was interesting because they dismissed the spiritual side of life. They said it's uh, a trick of the devil, which mm. is a very telling statement from a Jewish witness because what, who, what is God? God is a spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so for them to dismiss the spiritual side of things entirely, which is what they did in that statement, I, it, it is a trick of the devil as well, but not everything is a trick of the devil. Um, so when they left the house, uh, the, the house had a lovely warm atmosphere to it and it had all this, but when they left the house about an hour later, after that, that, um, that lovely warm atmosphere disappeared and something malevolent started to happen. Um, and from that point onwards, uh, for the next two years, the house suffered hauntings, uh, which went, so it was, it's basically like, um, an encyclopedia of, of, of hauntings like um exoplasm um uh, for the sound of furniture being moved with, with nothing happening so we'd go downstairs and hear the sound of furniture being moved and nothing would be moved um so we had a piano in the back as well and that would play by itself and we think somebody must have broken into the house we'd go into the back to see what happened and there'd, there'd be nobody there um and that uh, so i studied so we, we basically studied what was happening in the house over the next two years, um, and realised it was it was not it was not a ghost. So it's not a person doing this. It's actually a demon in the house. It was not a person, a spirit of a dead person. And that demonic force that was in the house on uh, at that point had followed me uh, from the house uh, from about 1990 onwards. So that's the demonic force that had been plaguing me from that that time onwards, and on and off since that time. That I struggle so much to get rid of. Um, so it's not it's, it's not a demon in the sense of the narcissistic type, uh, where where they where they have all the negative emotions. It's something uh, completely outside of me, but it, it is demonic. So I could never quite work out how to get rid of it. It was only when I came to your channel, ch ch narcissism narcissism cognitive dissonance, and cha that it started to. There was something about making the connection with you that started to loose it off. Uh, it, it started to release. I couldn't quite. There's there some kind of connection, spiritual connection there. 
that had an effect on it. So every time he was speaking, I could feel it getting loose. So that the effects of it, the depressive effects, would get less, slightly less and less. So that's why I would go back so to watching the videos because they did have such a positive and healing effect as well. And also the quality of the information that you've got was so surprising to me. So you're sort of an independent person with so much knowledge and wisdom. Um, it, yeah, it's just amazing. So that that has been the, uh, the one of the main reasons why I've stuck with you for so long, simply because it does have such a powerful effect, um, sort of a cleansing, cleansing, cleansing effect, really. Thank you. I, I appreciate those kind words, and I'm I'm happy to hear that you were able to be delivered through um, our messaging on the YouTube channel. Um, that's part of the um, let's just say that's part of the journey. That's part of the um, that's part of the mission behind the ministry. Exactly, because a lot of people are under the impression that deliverance takes place with what you see on TV. And we know that that's not true. You're not going to smack somebody on the forehead and deliver them out from a demon. It's just not going to happen that way. It has to be like you described. It, it, it really is a step-by-step. -step. You can sense it in the spiritual and you can feel it loosening. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that's how it happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I am thankful also that I was able to do that. Uh, and of course, you know, it's not me doing anything. It's Christ who walks through us, right? Okay, absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. So uh, yeah, because I as a human being cannot do that. Only the spirit can do that. Yeah. So uh, it, it's fascinating, but it's the same concept with the narc fleas being those trauma triggers, because those are demonic forces. Yeah. And we have to, right, they'll lose. This is why I often suggest not to try and overcome all of them at once. It, that's too much. You know, one at a time and then maybe a couple at a time, but no more than that because it is a process, like you just said. That's why it's like, I know you use the word study, <laughs> but you, uh, you came back to our YouTube channel over and over again because having that positive effect, it was helping you overcome those, demonic fleas if you will yeah and so thank you uh for sharing that because that's very very inspirational it's very positive and forward moving for all who are serious about overcoming this and and getting right with god uh that's a big part of this ministry so uh yeah and and that's really um that's fascinating about the the haunting in the house and that that thing's attached itself to you that way in the, yeah. so the, the, the haunting in the house so it, the, this um it we had uh, so where my bedroom was there, there was a scratching above the bedroom in the attic uh in the house so, so we thought so we got um, the pest control people in to see if they could find out what the, the cause of that was and there's nothing there so there's no sort of um, vermin or um, insects or wasps wasps or anything like that there's nothing there and it was just over my bedroom, this scratching sound, and it seemed to attach itself to me. And also, um, on the night that the Jehovah's Witnesses left in my bedroom, there was a tapping sound, a malevolent tapping sound on the window inside the inside the room. Obviously, That's nobody there. 
was right. <laughs> okay, feeling spooks for that. Yeah, so not great, really. It's an experience to go through. And um, uh, I had to, like, um, uh, like a boombox with tapes. So you're going back to the 90s before the internet, things like that, with all my tapes on the, uh, uh, the side of the bed. And when I woke up, all the tapes had been taken out and left and scattered around, and the, the bedroom door was open. And I would ask, has anybody been in to, to do that when, when I was asleep? Nobody had. And they weren't lying about it because you could tell. So something had been in the room that night while I was asleep that I couldn't see. And also our dog would get really frightened. So we had a collie dog that would sleep in the back room. We had like um, a breakfast room in the back. And the, the, the dog could see this thing, whatever it was, this entity, and would get really frightened. So it was like he, would, he's, he, he was looking at it and his ears would go up. And he's obviously seeing something in the room that we couldn't see. And he, very, you know, terrified of it, and he wouldn't sleep in the back room. So that that was something else that would indicate there was there was a presence in the house that we couldn't see. Um, there was also foul smells in the house as well. So um, we eventually came to sell the house, and when people would come round to view, there'd be this awful um, aroma, this foul smell, like nothing you've ever um, experienced in your life, as if this. Uh, spiritual force didn't like whoever it was that was coming to view and was trying to put them off um, or prevent the house being sold. There's all sorts of things that happened. It was just, it was a crazy time over those over the, those two years. Um, yeah, so I eventually moved out and got a flat of my own, um, uh, but this thing followed me, basically, <laughs> unfortunately. So um, it wasn't as bad in the flat, but it was definitely there. It was still there, so the lights would flicker on and off. Um, as if it was telling me that it was there. And there would be sounds of um, hands on the wall. So if you imagine putting your hand on the wall and scraping it down the wall, you can, and you can hear the sound of, of that being done. But there'd be, there'd be nobody there, obviously, so I couldn't see anything. Um, yeah, just on and off. The, these sort of spiritual attacks on and off. Um, so that led me to the fact that, that the Bible is not a myth, and it, it is absolutely real. The things talk, discussed in the Bible and talked about are real, you know, the demonic side of things. Um, so that brings me on to another point. So the the, the, the Christian uh, spiritual life is, is, is completely different to the Eastern mysticism side of things. So Eastern mysticism, spirituality, is um, it's a sort of narcissism in in, in of itself because it's it's to do with sensations and um, spiritual powers that you uh, that are not of God. So you, you're developing spirituality, but it's not connected to anything. So you, you're you're navel gazing. There's there's, no, there's nothing there. So you you're you're doing for your own reasons. It's it's a selfish practice. It's not to do with God. So it, it does it's it just it doesn't work ultimately. So the, the spiritual practice in the Christian sense is is to do with following Christ. It's nothing to do with um, uh, pleasing yourself or pleasing pleasing the flesh or getting off on the fact that you've got these spiritual spiritual powers or anything like that. So it is completely different, and that is something that I've come to realise um, only since finding your channel really and noticing sort of how you do it uh, and learning from you 
which has been a revelation. So it's completely different. So I had all these, uh, what I thought was spiritual spirituality, which is not really spiritual at all. It's just, um, you do, you, you are um, sort of engaging your um, circulation and things like that, but it, it's not to do with God. So it's, it's just a completely different experience altogether. So I've had to just stop and start again, basically, and learn from you <laughs> and how to do it properly. <laughs> So that's that's what's been that's what's been uh yeah right uh, and i thank you again uh because that's what it's all about is a you know iron sharpening iron right yeah um uh, because the lord when he puts things on my spirit to get out here it's it's coming from him because right. i there's no way i as a human being can possibly know this stuff it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and we do start to see, you know, because we're looking through two clear lenses now. Uh, I call those God's spiritual glasses yeah. because we need that spiritual discernment. We're even told about that. And to be able to interpret God's word correctly, because uh, a lot of Bible verses are parables and metaphors, and there's always that spiritual meaning. Yeah, uh, and and once you know we learn and understand that the devil uses the uh, the Bible as a movie script on the yeah. world stage, things really start to click. Yeah, and I'll never forget uh, in my spiritual awakening the moment that God revealed that to me because I was like, oh my gee, that's right. Yeah, everything that we have been taught and told is from the spirit of religion and not yeah. spirituality. Now we're born again and born again in spirit. Remember, I believe that was in John chapter three. And a lot of the world is just like Nicodemus. They don't understand what being born again truly is. And it yeah. means in spirit. It's, it, it's, it is crazy because they, 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 the people that have the spirit of religion, you wonder what, the, what is it they're waiting for? So you hear him talking about the return of Christ and things like that. What is it you're waiting for? So how long are you going to wait before you find out that, that it's within, it's not without? So it, the, the Bible does clearly point to that it, it is within, as you were always teaching people, that it's it's within. So Christ is within, not without in the external. Um, that's So I had um, had another visit from, I had another, pro, not from the Jehovah's Witnesses the other day. And they, I said to them that I'm, uh, a spiritual Christian, and they looked at me as if it was the oddest thing in the world to say, and they absolutely didn't get it, uh, which was bizarre to me. So that, so these people are claiming to be Christian, uh, but they're, they're clearly not if they don't understand the, the, the spiritual side of things. And they tried to offer me one of their um, leaflets. I just said I wasn't rude, or I just said no, thank you, you know, and, and left it at that. But. Um, yeah, I hear it all the time, you know, people talking about um, the return of Christ um, uh, and waiting for that. It, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, I don't get it. it, it read the Bible, it's all, in, it, it's all in there. If you just read it, it's, uh, it, just, it does tell them uh, where that is, you know. That's right. I wanted to jump in real quick because okay. you are spot on with that how many, uh, you know, they are claiming to be Christian. And we know that a lot of narcissists 
like that label because the world taught us the same thing before we learned that it's a big fat lie yeah. uh, about if you are a Christian, you are automatically viewed as a good person. Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're like, oh, because I know for many of us, that was one of the biggest challenges because I remember we're still delivering pizzas and a Jezebel who was claiming to be Christian going to church. I was trying to wrap my head around it. Hold on a second. <laughs> because we were taught by the world that if they have the label of being a Christian, that they're automatically good. But no, we know that's, that's not true. And you are spot on about being a true Christian. You have to be on the spiritual side of things. There is no alternative to that, really. And I think, I don't want to um, keep bashing Jehovah's Witnesses, but um, they draw their ranks from the, the secular people. So they knock, door knock people and recruit them. It's like a sales drive for them. So the people that, that join their ranks, they, they, they're not, um, they don't do any self-work. They're just um, uh, promoting the same thing. So they're just brought in to do, do, do the same thing as everybody else is doing. You know, there's, there's no spiritual work involved in being a Jehovah's Witness. And they're, they're not, and a lot of them are not good people. They're not very nice people. I've met a few of them. And they're, not, they're not particularly pleasant or anything like that. Um, you know, not not very nice to be around. So it just, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a nonsense to me. I don't get it at all. Um, so how, how they can claim to be Christian when they're clearly not, in my view anyway. Oh, and that's the correct view because, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of um, things that go into it. But, uh, yeah, we cannot call ourselves a true Christian and follow the crowd and and be of this world, right? We're not to conform to this world. we got to be renewed, right? Yeah, it's outside. uh... (laughs) Right, transformed by the renewing of the mind. And that is a big part of the spiritual awakening right there is the renewing of the mind that must take place. Because we have to unlearn a lot of that garbage and yeah. we got to get away from that spirit of religion because that right there is very demonic. And, yeah. mm-hmm, and that's why I call, uh, you know, religions, okay, I call them cults because that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. And we learned that Jesus, when he came, he came to abolish religion. And that's what we're, that's what's happening. We don't operate under the spirit of religion. At all. We, that's why at Consulting for Height Awareness, you find a full-on Holy Spirit-led spiritual ministry because that's how it should be yeah. with the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit take the lead because when you do that, you're letting the God Spirit take the lead. In turn, you're letting the Jesus Spirit take the lead. That's the yeah. God. So, yeah, uh, I, we could totally relate to that in many ways because it takes a lot of self-work that inner work discipline yeah self-discipline to do it so many temptations in the world um you know the earthy side of things so i you know as a teenager obviously you have that aspect to you as a young man as well you know you've got that earthy side to you um you have to pull away from it it takes a lot of discipline and self-work to pull away from that and keep pulling away from it and I'm 56 years old now, so I'm not a teenager anymore. But even now, I get the temptations uh, that I did when I was younger. But um, it's a lot easier to uh, have a lot more practice at doing it now, and I understand the difference between the good and the bad. 
uh, side of my own nature that I can just stay away from and just keep going with it. So what, what surprises me most about um, your channel is is just the, the sheer volume of knowledge that you've got um, in, in one person. So, which brings me on to the narcissism aspect, because uh, I'm fairly new to that. Um, so, I did hop around uh, quite a few channels initially to try and get as much information as I could. Um, but no sort of one channel would give me, I didn't really feel it was um, sat, fully satisfied, uh, you know, get it, getting the full picture. It was only when I found your channel that you were talking about the spiritual side of it, that narcissism is a spiritual disorder. It's not just a personality disorder, but it clicks for me. Um, there and it's from there. And just the, the sheer volume of the information, I mean, just, just in one video that you've got, is there's so much detail and wisdom in just one video and there's video after video after video just you know excellent information there for everybody to view if they would just get on and have a look at it you know yeah it's amazing i've not so i've met i've been in spiritual a long time and i've met a, a lot of good people uh very adept i consider you up there as a master with i don't know if that's the right word but we're, we're the best of them in, in terms of the knowledge that you have and the experience and how to put it across and teach it as well. Because that's a skill in itself to be able to impart the knowledge to people and get the message across, which you do very well. Thank you. Uh, and, and we're going to end on this note and we will resume mm -hmm, in the future okay. uh, with this and uh, a lot of information. And I'm glad that you were able to find this ministry because it's going to resonate with true blue fellow chosen one who know. And the thing is that uh, it's just, you know, the Lord uses who he needs to use as mouthpiece to deliver his messages yeah. whenever. Yeah. And, and the, the revelation and these truths and then the discernment and things like that. And so we know why that Jezebel case study was sent across my path, because even the devil knows I'm speaking God's spiritual truth. And he also knows that it's not me anymore. It's, it's Christ who walks through me. And so I, we know that that's what she tried to do was to shut us down. And yeah. well, that's where we learn how powerful God truly is. Yeah. And that, yeah, that these evildoers, they will always continue to underestimate the power of God. And that's where they mess up every single time. So I want to thank you again, Chris Miller, for joining us. And we look forward to the future episodes with more about this and other things to let the audience and the other listeners know more about what we are about at Consulting for Heightened Awareness as a growing community of spiritual warriors for Christ. And so there you go, everybody. That was Chris Miller. We are going to, that's right, we're going to bring him back with more to share with you all, to keep you inspired and to keep you motivated, to keep going in the spiritual awakening. I am Michelle Dickey, your host for CHA's Truth Seeker podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, 
notes, and more. Sending love and light to all fellow warriors. Thank you for watching, listening, and for your support. Until next time, let's show some gratitude to the Heavenly Father and you. Keep being you. In Jesus' name, amen.